previously on Too Old to Date. Hi, are you guys the Harriers? Hi, I'm Lucy. I'm one of the coaches. Um, I'm Mike. Uh, it's great to meet you. Is this your first time? It is. Oh, great. Did you run in college? I did not. That's cool. Uh, did you play any other sports in college? or? No, not really. Have you run a lot of marathons? No, I've just I've done some shorter distance races. Okay. Well, we are in the middle of marathon training, so this might be a challenging run for you today. I don't sing. I don't dance. You won't try here anymore. Michael, 37, arrives at his morning running club. To his surprise, his girlfriend Rebecca, 34, is not present. Moments before the group departs on their morning run, Michael sees her arriving with another man. Hey there. Wasn't sure you were going to make it on time. Hi. Yeah, sorry. It took a little longer to get here than I was anticipating. Mike Grant. Grant Mike. It's great to meet you. Ah, you're Grant. It's great to meet you. Michael had been cautiously curious to meet Rebecca's friend, Grant, 35, and is displeased to see that he is taller than expected. Did you guys just run into each other in the park? No, no. I I was talking to Grant on the phone last night, and I convinced him to join us. So I ran down to his place, and it just took a little longer to get up here than I thought. You ran all the way down to the East Village before coming up to the park? That's like 10 miles. I told her she didn't have to, but, you know, she insisted. Cool. So, Grant, this is your first time in a running club? Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm excited. Very cool. Did you run in college? Not exactly. That's all right. Uh, Did you play any other sports in college? Oh, yeah. I played lacrosse. He didn't just play lacrosse. He won the Tewarton Award in 2004. I didn't win the Tewaraton. I was just a candidate. Right, but you were a candidate all four years, right? Well, not senior year because of my injury. I don't know what a Tewarton is. It's the Heisman for lacrosse. But you didn't win it. No. But you won something, right? We had that huge party for you. Yeah, I I won the Turnbull Award. It's for the best attack man of the year. But not the best overall player, so less prestigious. Right, he was just the best attack man in the entire NCAA. Well, that's something. Uh, Have you run a lot of marathons? Not yet. Okay, well, we're in the middle of marathon training now, so this might be a challenging run for you today. I'll try to keep up. Oh, the group's leaving. Let's go. Michael keeps pace with Rebecca and Grant for only the first few steps before the old friends pull away. Michael sees Rebecca's shoulders moving in a way that would indicate laughter. Fucking Grant. That evening, Zoe, 29, and Bradley, 34, finish at a dumpling restaurant in Chinatown and walk toward a nearby cocktail bar. So are you excited for your trip? Yeah, I wish I was leaving tomorrow. Work is stressing me the fuck out. What's going on there? My supervisor, who isn't even really my supervisor, hates me. What did you do to her? I don't fucking know. Of course you know. I definitely know, but it's stupid. So she's the vice president of a company that has the same CEO as my company. But I'm the only real employee of my company. I still don't think I understand what you do. So David, the CEO, made a fortune investing in major tech companies. And Barbara, the woman who hates me, is a VP for a cloud computing company he invests in. And then I manage his endowment fund to Stanford University. And because I'm the only employee, I sit in the same building as the computing company. Okay, so you're in the same building, but how's she related to you? She's just got a closer relationship to David than I do. So her hating me is dangerous. 
and you think she hates you because... I just sent an email to David that she felt was cutting her off at the knees and she thinks I'm not appreciative or respectful of her and I'm just pretty sure she's going to make sure I get fired. Um, that sounds pretty extreme. Why don't you just reach out to her and see if she's mad? I'm not looking for a solution from you to this problem. I'm just stressed. Work is the part of my life that always makes me feel crazy. Right. I just feel like being proactive might make you feel better. I'm not totally inept. I know what I should do. It's not that simple and you don't understand the politics of my office. All right. It's true. I never really get stressed out over work anyway. Well, you don't really work. Rude. Sorry, I don't... I mean, you don't have an office job. Yeah, but I've had them before. Zoe and Bradley arrive at the cocktail bar and enter. What are your feelings on hiking? I'm pro-hiking. I'm going with my friend Mike and his girlfriend in a couple weeks. Do you want to come with? When are you going? Uh, the weekend after you get back from Amsterdam. And where are you going? Somewhere upstate. Like upstate upstate or to like Breakneck Ridge? Breakneck Ridge sounds right. I'd probably be down. I can't confirm right now just because I don't know how long it's going to take me to recover from that trip, but sure, tentatively, yes. Awesome. (laughs) Whoa. What? Just got a lot of dumpling on the back end of that burp. Sorry. I didn't realize I did that. I'm too full and stressed and it's making me burpy. Yeah. I normally think burping can be cute. The smell just caught me off guard. Oh my god. It's okay. But I feel like you're kind of tuned out tonight. I don't think I'm tuned out. The light from your phone in your lap is glowing onto your face. I'm sorry, it's work. I'm afraid to ask. We're hiring an assistant for the floor, and this fucking guy I just interviewed is stressing me out. You're afraid they're trying to replace you? What? No, that doesn't make any sense. I told you we're hiring an assistant. How would that be a threat to me? I think I missed the word assistant. He was terrible, but he was referred to us by one of David's hedge fund colleagues, so I have to take him seriously. What was bad about him? Somehow, at the same time, he was both seemingly interviewing for a job that was different than the job we're offering and also seemed totally disinterested in working at all. He spent half the interview trashing his current boss, and I know his current boss. The woman is amazing. That's such a bonehead move in an interview. And no kidding. He has to know that now I think if I hire him, he'll be talking shit about me to his next employer. And it didn't even seem like he understood what he was applying for. I don't think he read the job description. So what did he think he was applying for? Who the hell knows? He kept talking about marketing and branding. We have a huge firm that does that, and we don't need some... 23-year-old kid for that. Why do you stress out about work so much? What's really the worst that can happen here? The thing that is probably going to happen. I get fired. I don't think you're going to get fired. But let's just put that on the table. If you get fired, that fucking sucks, but you'd find a job and maybe you could find one that'd stress you out less. I'll be stressed wherever I work. Fantastic attitude. Why would you say that? Because I've been like this at every job I've ever had. So you don't like the kind of work that you do then? It's not a dream. Okay, so what would you do if you could do anything in the world? Like, if money didn't matter? Every guy asks me that same question, and I've never had an answer. I've I've only ever really worked in this field, and there's nothing else I'm dying to do. Well, okay, which of your hobbies would you like most to do as a job? I don't have hobbies the way you have hobbies. Like, I don't like writing. Writing's my job. It's not a hobby. You love food and love writing about food. I love to travel, but I don't want to write when I'm traveling. I just want to experience it. I like hanging out with my friends and my family, but that's not a job. I like to read and I like to watch whatever Kim Kardashian is doing. I really don't understand your obsession with Kim Kardashian. At the same time, she's a perfect human and an alien. It's weird that you don't get why she's great. It's not, but it's surprising to me that you don't have a dream job. Or like, even I kind of want to do this job. Maybe it's depression? Yeah, maybe. I've always been depressed. You don't really seem like a depressive aside from this, though. What does someone who seems like a depressive look like? This feels like a trap. I'm not going to answer that. Smart move. What do you stress about? Nothing, really. That's bullshit. You're always worked up over something or other. After we had sex for the first time, you couldn't find your underwear. You freaked out because you didn't want me to see your flaccid dick. Nobody wants a girl to see their flaccid dick. Showers don't care, just growers. I'm a grower. I know it. 
That's not stress. When you cooked breakfast the next morning, I heard you muttering about the recipe like three or four times. It was French toast. How bad did you think you were going to fuck up something so simple? Okay, so fine. I guess if I stress out about anything, it's about girls I like. It's insecure. I don't think it's insecure. It's just kind of neurotic. It's not attractive. Well, neither is watching someone melt down over a work emergency that isn't happening. I just can't help it. I stress over work. You stress over girls. You don't stress over work. I don't stress over guys. Do you think not stressing over guys has anything to do with your level of interest with guys? I don't know. Maybe not, but maybe. So a lot of people ask us, Mike and Brad, how did you guys get started in the podcasting world? People don't really ask me that question. People ask me that all the time. Well, they people like you more than they like me. They do. They want to know my story. So I tell them that Brad and I used to hang out a lot, and we would just complain about our dating lives. We still hang out a lot. And we still complain about our dating lives. So we decided to make a podcast, and I knew nothing about making podcasts. Luckily, Brad did, and Brad knew about Blueberry. Blueberry is the largest podcast directory in the world. They have over 500,000 podcasts that they host, and that means you can be more than one in a million if you sign up with Blueberry to host your podcast. They also have fantastic analytics so you can see who and where your audience is. We're watching you right now, Megan. Megan? Head over to Blueberry.com, that's Blueberry without the letter E, dot com, and use the code T-O-T-D, which is two old to date's initials, to let them know that we sent you. So you don't need to know anything about podcasting, just head over to Blueberry and they'll get you all set up. Meanwhile, Michael and Rebecca are seated at a new restaurant in Tribeca. Wait, why would you sit inside and watch a show you don't like on such a nice day? I don't know. Brad and I have been watching The Skin together since it debuted. It's just kind of our thing. It's what we do. Maybe you two should do something outside together. Like play tennis or something. Yeah, that's not our thing. Avery, 39, an impeccably dressed man, approaches the table. I'm sorry to interrupt. Are you Becky? Yeah, I'm Becky. Okay, I just want to come over and introduce myself. My name is Avery, and uh, this is my restaurant. Oh, hi. I hear that you two are special guests of ours tonight. You're a friend of Grant's, right? Oh, yes, I am. What is happening right now? Grant is one of my dearest friends. He's a, really, he's a great guy. Have you met him? Yeah, I met him this morning. Well, he's my lifesaver. The restaurant wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. He actually owns points in the restaurant, too. I told him I was struggling to find investors, and he swooped right in. If it wasn't for his investment, like, we wouldn't have been able to open it. Oh my god, that is just classic Grant. He's so generous. That's wonderful. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt, I just want to come by and say hello. It's great to meet you. (sighs) Didn't I tell you Grant was the best? What the hell was that? What do you mean? I mean, how in the world did that guy know that we knew Grant? I don't know. I mean, Grant mentioned this restaurant to me during our run this morning, and I said I would check it out tonight. I mean, he must have texted him and told him to look out for me. Grant really gets around, huh? What do you mean? I mean, since he's moved to town, he's just been everywhere. You're helping him move in, then you're helping him pick out furniture, now he's joining our running club, and even tonight he's popping up when we go out to dinner. I don't know, that's all. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing. He was really down after his breakup, and he wouldn't even leave his apartment. His girlfriend was cheating on him for a whole year, and he had no idea. It really threw him for a loop. Eh. Not eh. That sucks. After he found out, he was in this super slumber. He said he wouldn't leave the apartment for days at a time, just sitting around playing video games when he wasn't at work. And that so isn't him. He was always so sweet and outgoing when we were younger. I remember when he liked a girl, he would do these like big elaborate gestures that were so romantic. Not like expensive jewelry kind of stuff, but just like really sweet gestures to make the girl know that he was thinking of them. Like, okay, so 
One year, it was around Christmas, and he really liked this girl. She was from France and super homesick and, like, missed all her friends, and, and she wasn't able to travel home for the holidays for, like, whatever reason. So he got all the contacts of her close friends and emailed them asking to send him little, like, encouraging messages or cute stories or whatever. And then he wrote all of them down out on, on like, little pieces of paper and folded them into little, like, origami figures that were, like, decorations. And then he got a little tree and covered them with these origami shapes that contain these messages. He gave it to her and told her whenever she was feeling homesick to open one of the messages and she would feel better. Okay, I'll give him credit there. That's that's pretty cute. Yeah, I mean, it was totally his style. And it was a huge bummer to hear that he was feeling down and not being his old self, you know? So I thought that getting out and decorating his place and joining the Harriers and, and all that would be great for him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I am right. You are really sweet to go out of your way to help him out so much. I know after my divorce, it was really a tough transition, and I mean, I don't know what I would have done without Brad. Is that how you guys got to be so close? Yeah, I mean, I know we do dumb stuff like spend too much time inside on nice days and eat too much food that's bad for us, but at the end of the day, the guy really cares about me, and we always know we'll be there for each other. See? Same thing. Yeah, I'm so sorry to interrupt again, but I texted Grant that you were here, and he insisted on sending you a drink. This is our scorpion, and he said to think about that time in Santa Fe when he drank it. Oh my god, he's the best. Yeah, he is. I'm sorry, Avery, you texted him that we were both here. Yes, I said Becky was here with her friend. And he just wanted to send her a drink. What are you saying? I'm saying he sent my date a drink while we were out together on a date. Oh, no, no, it's not like that. He didn't send over a bottle of wine or, like, two cocktails or at least a beer for your friend. Mike, why would he send you a drink? He just met you this morning. It's not the point. I'm, I'm just saying it might be a bit, I don't know, not ideal to buy someone a cocktail while she's on a date with somebody else. You are being such a baby. Avery, is he being a baby? Such a baby. Avery, will you take a picture with my phone so I can send a thank you text? Oh, uh, the lighting over here is awful. Come over here by the window where it's more flattering. There's still a bit of daylight out there. Great. And Mike? You'll stop being a baby by the time I get back. Sure. Fine. I'm done. (sighs) Fucking Grant. Too Old to Date was created by Brad Garoon and Mike Tanzillo. This episode was written by Brad and Mike. Additional voices this episode were provided by Emily Cratter, Remy Casimir, Jacob Mann, and Anthony Sara Nice. Our theme music is Loveless by GoGo Ghost. Follow us on social media at Too Old To Date. Contact us at info at tooldtodate.com and visit tooldtodate.com. And while you're there, consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows and pay for more dates. 